and we've had two earthquakes today. So Whoa. neither of which I heard. So if, we, if, if it starts tipping like this one, we're falling <laughs> into the ocean. That's what we told, I told Holly. Okay. Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. My name is Courtney. And we talk about the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized learning. We do on a uh, semi-regular basis, as you may have noticed as listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you know, life happens. It's okay. I think we're all used to it by now. So Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Courtney? We're going to talk a little bit about some practical strategies, tips, tools, uh, for assessing for learning. Last time we talked kind of just about it conceptually, but we thought maybe we would get, get into the weeds a little bit with it, you know, yeah. about like, okay, what do you, what do you actually do? Um, <laughs> always a good question to ask. Yeah. Right? Hey, I understand it, but what do I How do? do, I do, it? What do yeah. I do? So what do we do? I mean, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Right. Okay kind of just off the bat, if it's formative assessment, you're, you're assessing for learning. So like anything that counts is for like, do it. But I, I want to talk about something kind of particular because I think it is not all formative assessment strategies lend their way, lend or are in the same Venn diagram, the same circle as personalized learning strategies, right? True, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about um, some, some assessment for learning strategies that are or that do then support moving into more personalized learning strategies. Okay. Makes sense? Makes sense. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So one of the things, if no matter what you're doing, what class you're in, doesn't matter. The first thing you need to do to have any kind of assessment that assesses for learning and supports personalized learning is you need to have transparency, right? Okay. You need to have a very clear learning target or set of learning targets mm -hmm. that you're using or competency or whatever, whatever you use, <laughs> you need to have one of those very clear statements. That's your beginning point because then you are assessing that is the expected learning. And so you need to figure out, you need to assess the learners against that target. Okay. So let's pretend that you are starting a unit. This is a typical place where people think more intentionally about assessing for learning or um, get that they have to, right? Or like, you know, thinking like this, maybe I should start finding out what they know before I actually start teaching, right? Okay. So, so I'm going to start, I'm going to start there. You can do this all throughout. There are lots of different ways, but I want to talk about when you're, when you're actually launching a unit, because hopefully some of you might try this. Um, so you have your, your target statement and depending on how you have set this up, hopefully you have a scoring scale of some kind that lays out exactly what meeting looks like the level of rigor that is expected, perhaps some language around potential, um, ways, potential evidence, right. Potential ways to show. Uh, so hopefully you have at least that. I would be happy for right now if you have just like whatever the level three is meeting, right? Okay. So let's say you have that. So one thing that you can do is to 
do a little bit of uh, self-assessment, bring some self-assessment in. So Marzano talks about a particular strategy where it's, it's almost literally called something like rating against a scale. This is an in-classroom strategy. It is not the same thing as using the scoring scale to assess student work. I have seen that get confused. And this particular instructional, it's, un, it's unfortunately named. Maybe it isn't. However, one was named before the other and then things got confused, right? right? This particular strategy of rating against a scale is about putting a target up and literally asking the learners to rate themselves against it. Like on a scale of blah, blah, blah. I think you should probably stay away from one to four, but it, because that's where you get confused with the actual like um, marking scale. This is just a like self-reflection. Where do I think I am in relation to this target type of scale? So okay. go go with five, go with 10. I, I don't care. I was going to say like you. 10 would be pretty right. Okay. Well, like, if I'm a seven, that means oh, I got most of it, but I still have some, some holes as right. a student, right? Okay. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And same with five, like five is like, I'm killing it. And, you know, like, so it can be, it does not need to be rigid, right? Mm -hmm. There can be kind of some overlap. So one, so first ask the learners to do that, right? To, to match themselves in it or use pictures. I have done this with people, with adults and with, with learners, with young learners, mm -hmm. where I put up smiley faces, mm -hmm. right? Matt, you've seen me do this, but I've I think some this. of our listeners yeah. have seen this where like, I've got a smiley face that looks like kiss rocking out. Right. You know, that, and that's the, like, I am rocking it. And then there's, there's a smiley face. That's just got a, like a confident smile with a thumbs up. Then there's a smiley face. That's just kind of like neutral <laughs> mm -hmm. and there's a worried looking smiley face. And then there's a crying smiley face. Mm -hmm. So that's what this means. That's the kind of scale we're talking about is like, look at this expected outcome and then decide where you think you are with this standard. So then from there, once you've done that, that can inform you. But then I think a really easy pivot to make to then be personalizing learning is to lay out tasks or resources. Let's go with resources. Um, that match those different levels. So for example, let's say I am working with people on, um, I always go to this one, leadership characteristics. Sure. I don't know why I always go here, but I do. So I am going to have some uh, readings and videos and other texts about leadership qualities that are advanced. And I am going to label them with the KISS rocking it, smiley face. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to have some resources that are for the like confident, right? Okay. And so forth down the line. So um, now as the teacher who's orchestrating this, there will be some, um, uh, not collaboration, some tie-in with my, with my, with my um, assessment scale. Right. So for the, the resources that are for like the, the, the confident smiley face and the, the kiss smiley face, they are going to be 
talking about more complex aspects of the concept of leadership, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the, the resources for the worried smiley face or for the neutral smiley face are going to be closer to whatever the rigor level is for that complexity for the meeting and then so on down the line. Are you, are you following what I'm I'm following so far? Yep. Yeah. So so then, so you kind of lay this, this stuff out, right. And then you have the learners decide which one feels best for them. Mm -hmm. And then you send them off to the resources. And so you can set this up. You can put corners of the room, right? Put your smiley faces, put the big smiley faces in different parts of the room and have the resources there. So the learners physically go somewhere or maybe it's digital. And then they like, you know, Mm -hmm. click on the smiley face they most identify with and are brought to those resources, right? And Mm -hmm. so then you let them interact with the resources for a few minutes, pause them and have them reassess. Mm. (laughs) did you make the right choice for yourself Mm -hmm. right and if and give them the chance to be like I thought I was rocking it but now I'm reading this and I'm gonna back up right Mm -hmm. or I thought I was worried but now that I've started to read this I feel better about it so I'm gonna move up right So, so that's one way one kind of quick way to use assessment for learning to then leap into some personalized learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a couple of questions. Yeah, go for it. So when you're laying out those resources, yep. um, you mentioned that, uh, that you start with a particular learning target and you mentioned specifically at the 3.0 level. Yeah. Right. So I'm assuming that some of these resources for the kids who are in the, like the neutral or the, or the crying weepy face will be more at that foundational level yes, or even lower. So a lower rigor level from the three, is it explicit to the kids what level they are working on at that particular moment? Or is that a little bit later? I see you shaking your head. No. Okay. No, No, it doesn't have to be. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. Would I assume that if we have that learning target, then we also have a scale that we'll eventually be gathering evidence on. Yes. Okay. So in an open and transparent world, that scale will be available to them at some point. At some point. Yeah. So they may know it right then. They may not. Yeah. And either way, it doesn't really matter because it's kind of at the beginning. Of, I'm assuming that this part is you're at the beginning oh, of, this a, type is the of beginning. a scale, right? Yeah, you're you're not further down the road yet because I'm trying to identify self-identify where I am right. on my knowledge of whatever we've talked about at the beginning. Right. Yeah. So then another great. piece, another piece you can layer onto this is also have like um, uh, discussion prompts or question prompts for each as the teacher. So for using your assessment scale, write out prompts at different levels that could then match those smiley faces, mm-hmm. right? So as the le- learners are interacting, you can then walk around and ask the kiddos who are at the weeping, <laughs> the weeping like smiley the weeping. face. Yep. Yeah. So what is a leader when you, what, what does that mean to you? The word leader, can you tell me some leaders, you know, like, so you can start assessing to see if they know themselves well enough. Right. That's right. That's right. You're describing exactly uh, what Marzano calls a probing discussion yeah. where, you, where you have that scale in hand yeah. and you're asking questions of the kids based on that scale. Right. And you've just translated that 
to the to the different faces of where yeah. kids are, helping you helping you figure out are they at the right level? When do they need to move on? Right. Do they need more help? Yeah. Uh, that's exactly uh, tying multiple strategies together, right there, Courtney. Wow, amazing! There's a reason I was an instructional coach for so long. That's a that's a good good point. Yeah, good point. All right. So what are the what are the next steps after this when kids have started interacting with those resources and they're having those discussions with teachers? What is what is the next point for kids in this sequence? Um, I, if I think tell me if I'm not answering your question correctly, okay, yeah, sure. like what you were hoping me for me to, to say or go <laughs> or talk about. But um, I think then the next thing is making the scoring scale more transparent and yeah. making the connections between the different tasks and the different resources and the level of the rigor more, mm -hmm. more transparent. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going next. Okay. Yeah. When, because at, at yeah. some point the scale has to come into a place, yep. whether it's at the beginning or partially through here and identifying those, like you said, the tasks and the resources yeah. are not necessarily the things that kids are going to do to learn, but you have a bank of those tasks and a bank of those resources that kids learn about after they self-identify where they are and right. adjust where they are. Uh, cause I really liked you saying, okay, I'm going to pick and choose. I'm going to be at the weepy face. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, I already know some of this stuff. Right. I'm going to yeah. go over to that other corner where it's just kind of neutral and see what happens. Right. So you're right. always, students are always self-assessing at that point, Yeah. which is obviously critical. We've seen that research about mm -hmm. identifying where you are. Right. Teachers have some resources to help, help guide them with those yep. probing discussions. And now now we have a scale and okay, here's what I need to learn. I've already got this, this, and this, I don't have this and this and mm -hmm. boom, I'm ready to go right from there. Yeah. And, and so some of our listeners might right already be there. making the connection between like this type of movement and activity and um, a learning menu or a capacity matrix. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can kind of start to see how those types of practices, like beginning with just matching to a smiley face can mm -hmm. eventually lead to using a tool like a learning menu or a capacity matrix. And the other thing I would say is that as the teacher, a really powerful move would to be in, a, in addition to just like that, like at that, after that initial experience where you let them go for like 10 minutes and then you stop and check in is like regularly every couple of days, mm. have the learners, give the learners a tool at some point to keep track, right. Of even if it's just coloring in the damn smile, excuse me, the darn smiley face box. Like I did two resources on the cry, you know, and have them look at that and say like, have I moved up at all? Or have I only been doing cry and neutral face? Mm -hmm. Like if I've only been doing cry and neutral face, maybe I need to, and it's been three days, maybe I need to try, right? Mm -hmm. um, so doing some of that kind of self-monitoring, self-assessment and uh, self-advocacy work. Yeah, I think bringing in the reflections at all times yeah. is just super critical. Um, and for what you're describing, I'm trying to think of like approaching all of these different things we've talked about sometimes might feel very, not what we talked about today, but before when we talk about exact uh, like capacity matrices and stuff, mm -hmm. trying to identify where kids are. Sometimes it just feels like a system that we introduce, like 
here's the paper with the capacity matrix. Here's introducing the scale. Here's some resources. Get down to the assessment. Okay, everybody's mostly done. All right, move on. Here, now here's your capacity matrix and it just repeats. But having these different strategies like, you know, kiss face down to weepy face, <laughs> you know, changes things up a little bit and introduces things that I, I think are missed sometimes, like the self-assessment, the self-advocacy, right. the reflection every few days to figure out where I am. Um, I think the more we can bring those things in naturally, yeah, as opposed to forcing them in there, will will make all the difference for, for them and for teachers. Yeah. So, so it doesn't feel so robotic, for lack of a better term, right? which I think it can easily fall into. Mm -hmm. Brilliant today, Courtney, I would say. Brilliant. Why, thank you. And I do love uh, the the kiss rocking out face. I it's, can still I love it in too. conference room there. Yeah. <laughs> Those were favorite. the days. Those were the days. I worry Maybe. about people who don't laugh even a little bit at it, though. Well, those people have other issues. Let's put it that way. I, I suppose. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> if you don't even crack a smile at the kiss smiley face, I'm a little worried for you. Uh, we're, what we're going to do, I'm going to assign... Uh, our social media manager to this task, that would be you, Courtney. That would be me. All right, I will get a picture of the kiss smiley face and put it onto uh, onto Twitter and Facebook. Okay. Along with a link to this, uh, because it does rock out. It is <laughs> cool. <laughs> it is really cool. Uh, with that, speaking of Twitter and Facebook and everything else, you can always find us at everything P Learn MC. Yep. Uh, go to our website, go to Facebook and Twitter. And uh, thank you for listening today. Yeah, thank you all. And we'll be back uh, sometime next week. We all right. Bye.